Have you ever thought about starting your own podcast? When I was trying to get this podcast off the ground, I had a lot of questions. How do I record an episode? How do I get my show into all the apps people like to listen to? You know, Spotify, Anchor, Apple, etc., etc. How do I make money from my podcast? The answer to every one of these questions is really simple. Anchor. Anchor is a one-stop shop for recording, hosting, and distributing your podcast. Best of all, it's 100% free. Who doesn't love free? And ridiculously easy to use. And now, Anchor can match you with great sponsors who want to advertise on your podcast. That means you can get paid to podcast right away. In fact, that's what I'm doing right now by reading this ad. That's right. Free platform, free sponsorship. What more could you ask for? So if you've always wanted to start a podcast, make money doing it, etc., go to anchor.fm slash start, anchor.fm slash start to join me and the diverse community of podcasters already using Anchor. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. I can't wait to hear your podcast. Please get started. It's all love. This is a great space for the creative Anchor podcast. Once again, that's anchor.fm slash start. You're listening to the Podcast Detroit Network. Visit www.podcastdetroit.com for more information. The views and opinions expressed on this show do not necessarily represent those of the network, its advertisers, owners, or sponsors. This ain't no podcast, it is a broadcast, yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate, well let's talk about it. The hottest topics and best believe we ain't going gothic. Hotter than the tropics, you looking forward, you know we got it. See the bigger picture, no microscopic. We the livest, know you tuned in. Yeah, we know you tuned in, nothing but a G thing. All we missing is juice and gin, tying up the loose ends. We ain't asked for your two cents. Special guests every single day and still no new friends. Calm down, youngin', I know you see that we running. I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming. Andre, I ain't talking 3,000, I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it, it's geese, just say you love it. Uh, this that ain't the rant, it's true like, yeah, getting G on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ain't the rant, it's true like, you know sports, social commentary, women in life, yeah, this that ain't the rant, it's true like, uh-huh, getting G on the mic, one, two, one, two, this that ain't the rant, it's true like, you know sports, social commentary, women in life, that's right. Mm-hmm. One, two. We good, Randall? All right, two of them thumbs. Two of the thumbs. Dun, dun, dun. What's good, Mr. B? Not much, Thomas. How you doing? Man, you know, man, this is an exciting episode for me, man. I uh got one of my, my, my mentors here with me today, man. A man of guidance, a man of his of his word, of his family. You know about his business and um Man, man helped change my life and many of my associates' lives. You know, uh, Mr. Birch, man. What's happening? Born and raised in the city, right? Uh, outside of the city, born and uh, raised in Ypsilanti, but family's in the city. 
Hipsy. Yeah. Mm, what Hipsy year was that? Nineteen seventy-three. Born out there. What? So forty-five, young. And but you was out there with Ipsy was getting nasty too though. You was nah, kind of Ipsy wasn't that bad. Wasn't that bad? Nah, I didn't she, start getting bad until after bad? I left. What? Yeah. Ipsy treacherous. You know? Yeah, it's getting there. It's yeah. Or it is there. Yeah, it's always been a little uh, a location you only go when you got to see the family for, for for a funeral or something. like that. Right. Okay. You know, Ipsy Nanny, you don't really just dang on Ipsy. Like yeah, not, not, not Unless you're going there and mess with some chicks or something like that. You know, it's kind of like a college little scene. Yeah, because you got Eastern and then. Yeah. Them is only about 15 minutes away. Ain't, ain't nowhere away. You yeah. feel me? So, um, I wanted to ask you something, man. What made you want to get into working, working in school districts, you know, working with children and getting into that arena? Mm-hmm. Uh, and, 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 what was your what was your process leading up to that? Well, a little background history. I, at one point in time, I was working at Ford Motor Company, mm-hmm. and I ended up uh, taking an early retirement buyout plan. Um, was looking for work. I was going back to school at the time. At the mm-hmm. time, I was married to a teacher, mm. and you know, I ain't gonna lie. I was jealous of them summers off. I was sweating hard and plant. They had them summers off, taking trips and whatnot. And I'm like, okay, I felt left out. Mm-hmm. So I said, I got to get on this program. So right. I started taking uh, classes to get my degree. And um, then I applied, actually applied to a part-time job at Thurston High School. And they brought me in for something else. Mm. The position, that I, I forgot the position I applied for. I don't know if it was a hall monitor. It was just part-time work, just something to put a little cash in my pocket. Mm-hmm. And they brought me in, uh, Mr. Finn. I remember Mr. Finn and uh, Sally Pansy. Yeah, Finn, I, Finn was a uh, hallway right. beast. He was treacherous out in these streets, man. Shout out to Jim Finn. Man. Yes, sir. And um, they brought me in an interview, and then they put me in a position of the the SRC director. Mm. I always yeah. call it a... a <clears throat> A dean of students type gig. SRC, man, I think that was one of the most like prejudice shits you could have ever made for a kid, period. I don't care what it was. Yeah. It, Student Responsibility Center. Like, what did that, that shit sound like a juvenile center type shit. Like, it basically was. Yeah, that, that just was not it. healthy. That, that wasn't nothing no kid needed to be in. It, it make was. Because it was an excuse for teachers to send kids there. Right, right. Mainly kids of color. We're going to keep it funky. And, and to be honest with you, it, it the purpose, the original purpose of why it was made, um, I mean, it was it, it was a legit type of situation, meaning that it, it was um, the, the vision they had for it was a good vision, but then the teachers abused it. And then it was, they weren't held accountable for abusing it. That makes sense. Mm. So, I mean, it was a good process. It shouldn't have been used a lot, as much as it was, but it was a good process. But at the end of the day, I'm glad they used it because we were able to meet, connect, do what we had to do with the people yeah. that needed to. Yeah. So it was a blessing and a blessing. Uh, you know, man, uh, those years, as we reflect back on them, um, and, you know, you, you help change lives. I mean, you help change uh, a lot of young men eventually into becoming men and having some kind of a camaraderie or sense of self, sense of a purpose. Um, who, who, who was your mentors coming up? 
You know what? Who influenced you in your life to to make you say, man? You know, one of these days when when I do mature, when I do get somewhat on that right path, one of these days I can motivate and inspire some uh, some people in these uh, streets or in school or wherever I come across. Well, I'll be honest with you. You know, I can always say my uh, my uncles, my my father. Um, even though I'm cool with my dad, we kind of strange. Mm. You know, we're strange, but it's still love there. Uh, my uncle. I got mad love for my uncle, mm-hmm. my uncle Mickey. Um, but at the end of the day, you know, when you do stuff like that, and to be honest, is you give people what you didn't have. Mm. That makes sense. Perfect sense. And you 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 project on the people what you you were missing. Mm-hmm. You know, so if you're missing that that guidance, that love that you wish you had, you project that on people that you can. You know. You, you project out what you wish you had, in a sense. Then, too, it's like, <clears throat> what was hurting me, which I speak on frequently, is so many, you know, guys around your, your decade, your, mm-hmm. your, uh, your age demographic, you know, um, want to be like the young boys, man. You know, just, just have no kind of identity, don't have no kind of, uh, no real guidance, no real encouraging right. words, no real examples. Okay. And these is who these kids just looking up to. Correct. You know, because they got the little flash or they got a couple little, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. There's no longevity in your lifestyle, you know. So I think that's where a lot of mentorship and mentorship programs need to step in. Right. You know what I'm saying? So you have the uh, educated. It doesn't have to be in, in a degree per se. Right. But educated to where it can be useful the advice that you give. It can be useful there. Right. The lectures you may, you know, speak on or speak of. Right. You can connect and build these young men into the community, plunge them into a job in the community. Right. You know what I'm saying? And, and help them identify themselves with variety of different crafts or different jobs so they may land somewhere and find their niche. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, unfortunately, that 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 has been lost because it was once before, you know, you had people that were taking internships or uh, people that were carpenters or electricians that would take on a, a, a mentor program or something yeah. like that. And that art has been lost completely. Yeah, not to include uh, with them taking a lot of those skilled programs out of public schools. Correct. Especially yeah. inner city schools. Correct. When you go out to Southfield, you go where you look, Bloomfield, you go to all these other districts, Farmington Hills. Right. <clears throat> they have those programs still, yep. or even at Thurston to a degree where at a certain year point, you can do a certain amount of credits in school right. and then you go do, like you go do mechanic work, you know, auto repair stuff, whatever you're going to do vocational. Right. You, re- you you rarely hear about vocational programs now. Right. And especially it, in the cities. Yeah. You need more schools like Cast Tech, more schools like Renaissance that have those vocational you know options options right you know nursing programs engineering you know programs they gear you for the you're exposed to it you know what i mean because i always say i use this analogy and this is a kind of funny but uh this was when i was really into health right Mm -hmm. really into like my vegetarian vegan bag okay and the guy i was i was watching he had a son okay and he was trying to really adjust him to that lifestyle Mm -hmm. so he said uh Instead of giving him the option of say like pizza and a, a vegan meal, a vegetarian meal, right. or for breakfast, you know, uh, 
you got an option of maybe pop tarts or maybe your, your fruits mm-hmm. or smoothie or something. You give them an option of you want a strawberry banana smoothie right. or you want a mango pineapple smoothie. You exactly. give them yeah. you give them options, but they're both good for you wherever yeah. you go, right? They're, whatever you choose to do. They're they're you're giving them direction to yeah. choose something that's correct. Yeah, you basically. feel what I'm right. saying? Yeah. I think that's very imperative because when a kid is exposed to sports, then you're right. exposed to different band programs. Mm-hmm. Then you're exposed to maybe you say the vocational. You might JROTC. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Any, You know, it's so much you can give a kid to where they can find themselves in something. Right, right. That interests them. Even when you go to college, you still find the things that interest you, no matter if it's Correct. arts or, you know, psychology or you want to do engineering. You don't know what, you know what I mean? You still mm-hmm. find it. That's nothing but an experience to find yourself and find your way. Correct. Correct. You know what I'm saying? So I always tell people, don't ever define or label yourself by what's on a piece of paper. Yeah, because you can't. You're not an engineer. You're not an HR clerk or you're not right. a, you know, fast food manager. You're mm-hmm. something better than that. You mean something more than just a label. That they put on you because you make this amount of money or you're right. you do this or you do that, you know it's always something greater, always something bigger, and whatever you choose to uh, indulge in. Well, and you know my motto is always follow your heart, follow your <clears> dreams. <throat> you do something you love, everybody else will love. You know they'll find they'll see the love that you put into it. They'll love you doing it. You know mm-hmm. you you gotta you gotta you gotta find something that 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 fits you. Like we were talking earlier, you gotta find mm-hmm. something. You gotta find your identity in the world. If not, you'll be working somebody else's dream. Yeah. Or, you know, like even now, we we always make jokes at my job that we're we're making another man rich mm-hmm. because this is his dream. He followed through. He he took the time to look into his. You know, and if we're gonna keep it a buck, you know, a lot of this shit be passed down to people. You know, a lot yeah. of this stuff as far as big companies are right. Stuff like that. We already know if you got to be a part of a certain lineage, yep. you're getting that shit passed down to you. Nine yes, times out of ten, it was stolen. We're not even going to get into them details. Yeah, we're not. You know what I mean? But we're going to get back to the SOAR program. Right. Successful, outstanding, and remarkable men. You know, that right. mantra uh, was kind of like engraved in us as kids. Yes. You know what I'm saying? And right. So many young dudes wanted to be a part of it because they seen the positive effects of that. Yes, it is. Like, man, you know, they shirt and tie, you know, shirts tucked in, you got to behave. So it was a standard. Right. But it was respected. Right. Well respected. You know what I'm saying? And you had certain, quote unquote, popular kids or you had certain guys to come in and make sure that, you know, this this is cool to do. Right, right. Sometimes you need that. You know, yep. that's very necessary when it comes to opening the door for culture. Right. Opening the door for, uh, opening the door for something to grow, you kind of need that face or you need right. that person. Brands do it all the time. Right. So why not start from the grassroots of it all? You know, you the most popular pastors. Right. Starting the grassroots organizations. You know, Correct. same with mentoring. You need to get kids who are, you know, mostly engaged with other kids all the time or the exactly. most revered. Hey, man, you want to try this out. And that's and that's what we looked at when we first started it, uh, that group is uh, – Finding the kids that stood out, yeah, that ki- other kids respected, um, you know, and then because at first they just wanted it to be the the kids that weren't most likely to graduate. And I'm mm, like, that, nah. that's not a good depiction, and I, and I killed that, right? Because I'm like, no, that's that's not what I wanted to be. 
Because, like I said, everybody can learn something from somebody, mm-hmm. whether you're on the wrong side or on the right side. And that's what we – and then when we went out and picked the kids, we picked the most popular kids, meaning we picked um, kids that were getting straight A's. We picked kids that were getting failing. Picked kids that were not graduating. Picked kids that were always getting suspended. It's a variety. Picked the athletes. Picked the well-respected, the popular kids, the funny kids. We made sure we had a variety of everything. And then at every uh, grade level, we mm-hmm. made sure that – we picked a person from every grade level to represent the group. And, I mean, you were part of it, so you saw what it became. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> what it became was um, – what it became was uh, – it, it was it was a necessary vulnerable point. Yes. Because, you you know, so many people go through things in life, man. Kids right. go through a lot, especially at the adolescent stage of uh, teen, being a teenager. Right. Because now you're cognizant of – your family issues mm-hmm. that they can't sweep under the rug no more. Right. You're going through your own phase where you were barely, so you want to try new things and jump off the ledge, you know. Mm-hmm. At the same time, you have the peer pressure right. because you're still finding your way and find you, you you're vulnerable. And we you're knew, susceptible to so much. And you we know? knew about that. You know, we knew we yeah. had, we had kids with social problems, with problems at home, had uh, kids that were in gangs, mm-hmm. had kids that were doing drugs. I mean, they were all in the group. Yeah. But I think the thing was when we came together was a unity thing. Mm -hmm. And everybody was able to let go, let their their guard down. Yeah. And just be one, which was the group, you know. Yeah. Which was all love anyway. You know, you know, I made it. It was nothing but love in that room. Mm -hmm. I made sure that it was no negative energy, no negative influence or anything. We used to call it the safe room. Everything that was in that room was safe. Pretty much. And then, too, it was um, whenever you have something like that, any any program, you have to have a base where everybody can identify. Right. And I think that's where any campaign or anything that you do, okay. uh, you have to have people identify with a common issue. <clears throat> and what young black men have a common issue with is masculinity. Right. So when you're around your boys all day, you're around chicks all day, right. you're always trying to have a provider up, a right. guard up. You know, the the best or the worst jokes. Right. You know, I got to have the freshest this. I got to do that. You know, it's so much pressure on you. Right. So then when you're in a room of young men or your own peers, it's like, you know, these is really issues that we're dealing with. I'm going through this. I'm going through that. Right. The common ground is vulnerability. Right. And you don't even, They don't even know. As kids, know. you don't right. even know your right. common ground is vulnerability. Right. And, and to be honest, I made myself vulnerable as well while I was standing up yeah. in front of the room. I did. I let my guard down just so you guys Cause, can cause see So that. you can do that. Right. You, they, they don't even, as kids, you don't even realize the psychological effects people right. have on you until you look up and you're like, wow. That was like one of the best influences. Right. You know, think before you speak. <clears throat> give respect right. to give respect. You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah. saying? So, but it was, it was exemplified. Right. Oftentimes kids get lost in, the guidance uh, dynamic because it's told to them. Right. It's repeated to them at school, right. at home, at church, social events. But then when you get outside of that, mm-hmm. those same people aren't exemplifying. You need to follow these rules, follow these guidelines. Right. You know, that's why I think uh, on, on a personal note, not to veer off the conversation, I think that's why religion isn't as successful as it's intended to be mm-hmm. because it's not exemplified. 
okay. through the people that we look up to or who indoctrinated us into these things. Mm-hmm. You know, Monday through Friday, Monday through Saturday, we're like, well, we're seeing the worst of you, you right, know. Right. It's looking crazy at home. And then Sunday you repent. And then Sunday it's like a holy grail of of, of change or right. you, you change. You're not changing nothing. You're not changing right. nothing at all. And in a couple hours after you get out of church, you're right back to the way you were. You feel me? Yeah. You're back at your bottle. You're back at right. your vices. You're back at your right. temptations. You're back at what needs to be fixed in the first place. Right. You know, you're not what, which is your you. mentality. Right. You're not working on yourself. Which is why the program, I feel like, was so successful because you targeted the mentality. Right. Because once you, tar- once you target the mental Everything starts in your mind, you know, yep. from your behaviors on down. Right. So once I see, I got to, man, if I come in, I can't come to the meeting if my shirt not tucked in, I don't have a You're tie. Right. You're right. The standard there, you know right. what I mean? You don't never want to be the one left out. Right. Especially as a, as a kid. And you know I was going to call you out. I you know what I mean? I outside of the meeting, so. And the jokes was going to roll, so. Right. It, it created a disciplined environment. Right. It did. It you did. know, and, and everybody else made you accountable, your teachers. Right. You know what I mean? I think fear has two sides. Uh, one that can hinder you and one that causes the most breakthroughs. Right. But I, I, to be honest with you, I don't want to call it fear of being, I think it was more of just being disappointed and letting the organization down of it. You know what I mean? It wasn't fear because you knew this was a respected group that, you know, we put you through hell to get in there. Most people had to, you yeah. know, they had to do that, that paper. Had to read that paper in front of you. I say the original members didn't have to do that. Mm-hmm. We handpicked everybody, but then we had that selection process. Uh, me, Miss Nelson, and Miss Jackson. We, ha- we would go through the students and select, or who, or we have kids. Because at a point, we had kids approaching us like crazy, like we yeah. want to get in, we want to get in, we want to be a part of it. Because once again, we kept everything secret, hush, because it was a safe place. They knew what it was. They knew it was a respected group. But that was it. No one yeah. knew what we talked about. No one knew what we did. They just knew the shirt and ties. What, every Thursday? Was it every yeah, Thursday? Yeah, definitely every Thursday. Yeah, yeah. Thursdays uh, at flex time. Yeah. So, yeah. Then, too, man, what it, what it created was uh, you, you boost some self-esteem, yes. confidence. Right. You build some kind of security because right. I have I have something that I'm obligated to. Yes. And I think as young adults— we uh when we leave school, for a lot of kids, I encourage people to get into uh kids to get into different programs to keep you active. Mm-hmm. You know, because once you once you graduate school, you're in that mix, like, wow, am I not yet? Am I responsible for all right. my stuff? You know? Right. Some don't have a choice, but most do. I'm speaking yeah. to the majority. Mm-hmm. Find things that get you engaged, that keep you, like you say, to know yourself, to mm-hmm. learn yourself. Mm-hmm. You know, don't get don't get out of school and get into things that school did, like bore you to death. Right, right. You know, get you something that you know keep you occupied, make you a couple of dollars. Mm. But travel, go see different things. Right. You know, go get like outside you say, intern- your box. Get outside your box. Right. Internships. Right. You know, don't be afraid to catch the bus nowhere. Don't be right. don't be don't be afraid to go t- to the next level right. by going through the grit and the grind. You don't have a car. They got Uber and Lyft now, right? Right. Yeah. yeah. It's no excuse to to go in and be what you want to be and be who you want to truly become. And, and we talked about that too. We always used to talk about the box theory. Don't trap yourself in that box. Yeah. Expand yourself. Expand your mentality. Expand 
what you <clears> see in life. And that's why, like, we go back to the different aspects of the people. We had people that were getting straight A's, honor roll students. We had people that were gang members, people that would never normally socialize, you know, because you, you would have somebody dealing with this and dealing with that. Right. And once we got in that room, we realized, like you said, we were all on the same page. Yeah. And you were open. You were you opened yourself to a different light. You know, the gang member was able to see that the person getting straight A's was actually going through the same thing he was. That mm-hmm. he just chose that path, and he just chose a different path. Just open up your world, open up your mind to yeah. see different things. Be vulnerable. Be vulnerable. Back, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? That. That's what it all comes back to. It right. all comes back to not being afraid to uh, open yourself up to things. Right. Because when you do that. And I really spoke on the fear thing because most people can relate. That term right, relates right. to that feeling where right. it's the, I don't want to disappoint. I don't want to hurt anybody. Right. I don't, you know what I mean? Or you, I, you're kind of scared to. Yeah, I don't want to. Yeah. You know, and um, I think schools, period, need to bring, a, needs to have a program like that in every school. I'm sorry about that. Yeah, yeah. Because I, if you do, I think it creates a, a healthy culture. Right. You know what I mean? It brings identity to kids who's looking for one. Correct. Because you're a part of something. You know what I mean? Right. It's the reason why mentoring programs work, I feel like, is because maybe I'm not an athlete. Right. Maybe I'm not a, a book geek like that. Right. You know, maybe I'm not the 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 norm as far as right. groups go in social right. activities. I mean you have your groups, you have the athlete, you have the, but the, maybe, the book person, the drama yeah. club, the band. And that was it. Yeah. You know what so, I mean, but, but but with this kind of program, maybe I can motivate and inspire people through my thoughts, right? Through my words, mm-hmm. through my energy. You know what I'm saying? It it creates other avenues kids need to experience. Correct, correct. You know what I'm saying on the on the on the, on the psychological and emotional level. Correct. Everything else you're doing physically. Right. You know what I mean? Or you're doing something that you can just regurgitate within books. Yep. But with programs like mentorship. You're, you're creating in spaces and environments where mm-hmm. kids can actually affect change outside of school. Correct. You know, as well as in school, but yeah. definitely Correct. outside yeah, of Especially uh, social, you yeah. know, socially, you know, being a, being an active member in your community. Um, listen, we'll talk about Miles. Uh, yeah. Miles X Dope now. Yeah. What he calls Pretty, man, man, I love what he's doing. This man, little movement. What he's doing with the tell schools. Tell me about it, man. It, it's stuff. just, he just, because I, I remember him talking to me about that when he was starting it up. And it's blown up. I mean, that that was just the seed that the group planted. Mm-hmm. And then he's going and taking it to a different level. Yeah. Not only taking it to a different level, man, you're young and you have right. that ambition. He has that ambition. And he didn't stop. And he didn't. Right. You know, you know and, and especially with things in the lane that he's doing. As far as entertainment, right, it's kind of like man, you hosting, or you doing this. You know, people look down on right what you're passionate about. Right. He having fun with that. He's having fun. He love that. You doing know what you love, and everybody else will love it. You feel me? So you, you know? can't really pay attention to who hates it or right. Oh, this is just a fad or a phase. Right. That's to you, it is. Right. I love this. I enjoy this. I love getting people engaged. I love to let people dance and party right. and stuff like that. And he made not only probably like a hobby of it at first, he made right. a little you know decent career of it. Correct. So far, so good. So so far, so good. Even love that man. I'm even talking about you. You love you love to speak in the group. You are always the most vocal, one of the most vocal members of my group. And here you are doing a podcast. Yeah. I mean, you took that what you did in that group, and now we're here. Yeah. So you grew upon that. You know what, man? I think um, 
I always say, you know, I, this is why I think God is real. Because it's something innate in you that's that's really meant for you, a purpose for right. you, destined for you. Correct. I don't care if it's music, anything. When you really can't sleep at night because that one you gotta do this one thing, mm-hmm. that's what's that's what's meant for you to do. Correct. That's you know, so for years it was like once I got out of my relationship dynamic, it was like, man, you know, okay, let me. Mm-hmm. Who was Thomas now? Who was right? Because not only you single, but you know, you gotta love you now, right? As an individual, as an individual, you gotta love what you do for you now. Right. Every every little step now is really on you, right? You know, nobody is a crutch. It's nope. no excuse. It's nothing to distract you, quote unquote. Right. This is about you. Yep. So you gotta, you gotta, you gotta fall hard. I Man, you really gotta like. Share some tears. You really right. got to go through the most painful experiences to get through what I think God has ordained for you. Right. And, and my thing is, if you look at this, like we were just talking about earlier before the yeah. show started, that um, sometimes we block our blessings because we hold on to stuff that we yeah. shouldn't be holding on to. And once you finally are able to release that that negative part of it, mm-hmm. uh, the blessings roll in. You find your purpose. You find out who you are. Mm-hmm. You find out what you enjoy. You find out what you love. You find out what you like. And you're able to love yourself more, take care yeah. of yourself more, and move forward and find your purpose in life. Yeah. And then the that blessings, the blessings will keep coming. Then that that we'll talk about a significant other. That significant other that will love that same thing, that same passion that you do. Yeah. Will come. And even propel you. That's why it's important more. to to know who you are, man. Because right. once you get past a certain point in your life where you really date serious, take somebody serious, mm-hmm. you want a sense of who you are, man. You right. know, especially at the age bracket, I'm at twenty five and up. You may be finding yourself a little bit right. knowing who you are, or having another phase of that. Like, man, yeah. I just got married. Yeah, you 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 know you gonna go through phases in your life. Like I always, I, like I told you, we That's joke so around dope, at my though. job. I'm in the fourth quarter. You know, of relationships. I'm single, bachelor, doing my thing. But like I said, I know what I want. I know what's. I know what I need in my life. And if you can't bring that to me, I'm not even going to waste my time because mm-hmm. I'm in the fourth quarter. I don't have no more time to play with you. I don't know. Like 25, you're going to learn. You're going to fall. You're going to pick yourself back up. But eventually, you're going to get there. Me, yeah. <clears throat> same thing, a little bit, but a little bit more. Not that much time on the clock. Yeah, I mean. Shit, tomorrow now, promise. So we no, really tomorrow, don't have no time. Yeah, you're right. Tomorrow's not promise. <laughs> to, you know, I, I get what you. I yeah. get what you mean, though. But man, you know, it's very important to uh, have vibrant people around you, man. Exactly. You know, sometimes it be people. This is what I learned too with, with life. Sometimes it doesn't even be people; it be their circumstances yes. that make them be who they are. Right. And I even witnessed this for myself. You know, once you take people out of certain environments mm-hmm. and out of certain situations. You isolate them to who they who just who they are. Right. Totally different person. Yes. You know, the best version of themselves. Right. You know, you, you strip you gotta strip people down to everything. You know, right. like you say, the most vulnerable. Right. When you strip down, when you you don't have nothing to hide, you don't have nothing you you're scared of, you right. laying it all on the line, all on the table. Right. That's when it's it's up to you to say, Man, am I gonna leap, take that leap of faith, or am I gonna Pack everything up, iron everything out, put that same uniform back on, right. and convert back to the old me or the me who doesn't want to grow. I can use that example. I use. We talked about my marriage. My marriage, like I said, 
almost divorced four years, I think. I don't know. Right. Not counting. But I didn't know who the hell I was in that marriage. Didn't know who I was. Mm. But as soon as I got the courage to leave, of course, first couple of months, rough on me. But then I started realizing, hey, getting back to the stuff that I love to do, getting mm-hmm. back to who I was. I mean, granted, I was a husband. I was a father. I'm still a father. But now I'm a better me. I'm a better me for a better per- for another person. Right. Um, but, yeah, once you isolate yourself and take yourself out of a situation mm-hmm. that is negative for you. And sometimes we don't even know it's negative for us until we actually take a look back. Yeah. Because even after my divorce, I was I had a friend I would hang with all the time. And then I started picking up those habits that this person was doing. I'm, I take a step back. And I'm like, hold up. It's not me either. Because we'll put it this way. When you, when you hang with friends or when you're in a relationship, you tend to start to laugh like them. You tend to use the same catchphrases. Yeah. You know what I mean? Tennessee's habits, everything. Yeah. I mean, you um, you absorb each other's energy. So you tend to repeat. But like you said, once you remove mm-hmm. yourself from that energy, what we're talking about, good or bad, mm-hmm. you know, you, um, you can see who you are. Not only that, man, you, um, I think uh, after a while, relationships expose you. Yeah. <clears throat> you know, um, because a person is literally right there to watch every little step you make, every move you make, right. every progression or non-progression that right. you're making. You know what I mean? Like, you really got to say to yourself, if I'm going to date or if I'm going to do anything, do I take myself serious, man? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, right. do, am I just playing? And if you are, let somebody know that. Yeah, you got You feel to. me? But knowing yourself mm-hmm. and knowing who you are as, as a man, first and foremost— Definitely plays into a part in leading other men. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean. So how was that? How was the the phase for you going through what you were going through? But knowing that I had a group of men, young men, depending on me emotionally and for advice, for maybe financially that we didn't know of anything. To be real with you, that was my safe place too. You know mm-hmm. what I mean. That was a place for me to be vulnerable. That was a place for me to let go. Um, cause at that time I was going through it. It was, it was times I was in Miss, uh, Nelson's office just ready to just, I was, I was gone. Tears about to fall out my eyes, everything. Cause I was gone because of the stress of the marriage. Uh, but that was a safe place for me. That was a safe haven. Uh, it was truly, when I was projecting love, it was truly love giving out. And I always told you, you guys are helping me as well as I'm helping mm-hmm. you because I was going through that situation at that time. Um, but to me, it was just, it was easy. It was natural. It's, it's, it's what I love to do. I love to give. Right. I'm, I'm a giver. I, I just give. Um, but at that time, like I said, it was, because uh, I I think I I even mentioned it sometimes in a meeting that I was struggling mm-hmm. at home, you know. At the, I even mentioned that time she wanted me to stop doing what I was doing because I wasn't going any further. And I think I even told you guys. I mean, I shared everything with you guys. Of course. Of course. At that um at that stage. So Yeah. But at the same sense, I couldn't stop because I loved it. If I can go back to do it today, yeah, I would. I would too. I, you know what? And I think that's why it's so important um for people to have a sense of um camaraderie and independence, right. knowing that you can do right. it not necessarily on your own, but as an entity you can do it on your own. Right. Because if say if, if a program like that has its effects and it's mm-hmm. doing well. 
you have to go transition with a job, marriage, right. home life, right. lifestyle, even a job to a degree, right? Yep. You're the core of that program. Those two women were the core of that program. That Correct. left. Everything left. Yeah, as soon as I left, everything left. You know what I mean? And and that that especially with with black people. Right. Especially black young men. Right. We already experienced that on a day to day basis. Right. And you know what I'm saying? And I so, think that was one of the hardest things I ever had to do in my life. Yeah. Is leave. Because I had to leave for the because at that time I was trying to save my marriage and save yeah. the kids, and save and, the family. And you seen the effects of that within the kids? Like it was right. like, damn, Mister Be gone. You know, I think um, yeah. Miss Jackson left first at that time, and then Miss Nelson. Yeah, um, it was. Yeah, well, whoa. no, they left after I left. Yeah, I believe. But I, I, I told that's I, what I'm saying. Like, yeah, I think the, one of the, after after you, right? They I think left. Miss Jackson. Then Ms. I mean, they stayed in the district, but they left the school, and yeah. that was the the district's issue. But I think the hardest part that my last day at that school. I had that line outside my door and all the kids, you know, just saying bye to me. Yeah. And I, I felt at that point in time I made the worst mistake of my life is because I made a difference here. Mm-hmm. And I was loved. And I felt that love. But that was one of the hardest things I had to do. Yeah. And to be honest with you, like like I like I say, at that time at that point in time, that was the hardest, that was the saddest time of my life and the most happiest time of my life. Because, man, I was alive with you guys. Mm-hmm. I felt alive. I felt that was my purpose. That was my gift. And I, and I still too do to this day. Um, but it's just sometimes like Miles X dope. Now he's taking it and gone with it a little further. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, it, it was that was a hard time. Like, remember our first picnic? Yeah, yeah, that was pretty dope. I got that picture framed on my wall at home. Yeah, that's one of one of the pictures I look at first. One of the first pictures I look at when I leave the room. Yeah, and that impact we still tight to this day. A lot of us, you know what I'm saying? Right. And, uh, man, you know impacts like that. It's so sporadic because you never know. You know, right. sometimes we go into an office space or a job or a program, and we think oh, I was just here for the time or right. get you a couple of dollars, but you just never know, man, who lives. You inspire, you change, and you right. motivate, and you put into perspective in their minds right. that it can be better. It can be a, a better tomorrow. Yeah, you, know? you never know future who's, can be who's watching and listening to you. Yeah. You know what I mean? I always try to be optimistic when I talk to people, even at my job. I got a young man that I talk to at my job every now and then. I got to keep him focused. You know, he's he, he gets mad at the world. I'm like, man, calm down. You know, mm-hmm. you got to. You gotta play the game a little bit. Yeah, it's a lot of life to live out here. Yeah, it is. It's it, a lot of life, man. So much to see, man. So much to do. Yeah, it, it you you gotta you gotta expand your horizon. Like I, I'm not gonna lie to you. After after my divorce, I've been on so many trips. <laughs> I've gotten on planes by myself and just went somewhere for a weekend. I had you know I had a couple of people that went with me sometimes, but I would just go. I'm I'm planning a new one now. A new adventure, mm-hmm. you know. It's just you got to enjoy life. Like, like you say, life is short, and everybody thinks life is good when you're wealthy. But we've talked about this before. Wealth is not always monetary. Yeah, you know, wealth is yeah. what you put out, the energy you put out, the, yeah, the person that you are. So, like I said, I'm well. I'm, I'm always say I'm a wealthy man because I have kids that love me. I have people that love me. Um, I'm healthy. Yeah, you, and not only yeah. that, man, you created um, energy. You you put out an energy that you just you, 
innately got back. Right. Yeah. Ten times, hundred times. Right. Yeah. That's important, man. Putting out what you uh want to exist. Right. Sometimes, man, we we in environments that entrap us in mentalities. Yes. Energies. Right. Energy that you just can't leave until you leave it. Right. Like you see your marriage or relationship right. or school or job, anything, business. Right. Sometimes you got to leave in order to know what it's like to breathe, man, to, mm-hmm. to feel again, to right. know again, to experience again. What a, what a clear conscious, you know, what a right. clear conscious um, energy. I speak on that a lot. Mm-hmm. Good energy, man, positive energy. Right. You know, energy of love, energy of just being who you are. Okay. You feel what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Because when you when you when you're comfortable in your own skin and you walk like it, you talk like it, it's a glow about you. Yes, it is. A smile about you. Yes, it is. It's in your handshake. Yep. It's in your hugs. You know, it's in right. it's in your your talks with people. It's genuine. Right. You feel what I mean? Like you can't. People never forget that. Right. They, and, they. and people always confide in me and talk to me. So I always took into account as a kid to now. Uh-huh. When people tell you things or confide in you with things or. You see that your words influence people, impact people mm-hmm. when they talk to you. Mm-hmm. You have a duty and responsibility to that, mm. to keep things sacred, to keep things together, to keep things right. Right. You know what I'm saying? Or if somebody want to talk to you or need you or need that shoulder, I don't care what time in the morning it is or day or right. you just never know. Yeah. So I always apply that to everything that I do from doing a podcast, right. being persistent. Being consistent and always being mindful of other people, and you, and you have to be. You know, and I think that's a, as a society, that's what's wrong with us now, is that we're not mindful of other yeah. people. Other people, just because I may, it's be, no empathy at all. No, none at all. Just because I may be smiling, happy, and dancing doesn't mean I'm smiling, happy, and dancing. And inside, I use Robin Williams, uh, the the great actor that ended up committing suicide. Mm-hmm. I mean, his whole life, his whole career, he spent. Making people laugh, you know, he gave people joy, but that man had so much, he didn't have joy inside to where he had to take his life. Mm-hmm. You know, most, we don't know what most people are going through. And we always say this at work, just be, I may say good morning to you. You may be grumpy about it. You know, my thing is you never know what anybody else is going through and you have to take into account. That that person may just be having a bad day. So I can't take offense to you not saying good morning back to you. Yeah. Just next time I see you, I'm going to make sure you see me again. And I'm going to say good morning again to you till you get used to me telling you good morning until you forget that I don't. In in case I don't tell you good morning, then you're going to say it to me first. Mm-hmm. Like my kids, every morning I text them. Every morning. Every morning, 6 o'clock in the morning, whatever time I stop work. I love you. Have a great day. Boom, boom, boom. Text me later, whatever. The moment I don't text them, and there's been times I forgot because I had to get right into work, get into it or whatever, and be like, text me, are you all right? You know, because they're so used to me mm-hmm. projecting that out that they're used to getting it. Creating positive habits. Yeah, creating positive habits. And so positive patterns. Even like at, at, at in the store, I mean, what was the ritual at the end of the meeting? You remember? First, no, I don't remember. You don't? I actually don't remember. When you left the room, what was required? Who was at the door at the end of the meeting? Who was at the door at the end of the meeting? I can't believe you forgot. I, can, I definitely forgot. As you much can, as you I can, remember, you can I leave the room forgot. without giving me a hug. You don't remember that? Uh, you remember that? I don't remember that. That's the only part I don't remember. All right, everybody had to line up. 
and give me a hug, and I would write passes if you were late. No, I remember that part. Yeah, we yeah. definitely needed the passes, but yeah, well, yeah, I definitely forgot that part. You had to give me a handshake and some love before you mm. left. Wow. That was it. And I would tell you, each and every one of you that I loved you, have a great day when you left the room. That was off GP, though. You know, yeah, but that was that just, year. that's who I was, though. I just wanted to make sure that you felt that you were loved before that, you And left you know what? Room. When you bring that up, that kind of a gesture, stay with kids, right? Yeah. How many people don't get a hug from their dad or even right. have their dad? Or and, and we get a hug about get, that. Or get love, period, through right. that day or through, you know, their daily lives. You know what I'm right. saying? So. That's wow! I definitely yeah. forgot that part well, of we it. We talked but about that's that. definitely man, something that changed people's lives, man. Right, and I, kids I, or adults. I think it changed adults too because you've seen kids change once they get some kind of structure, right? Some kind of positive influence in their life, and you've seen teachers teach, you know, yes. teach different, treat the kids different, right? Because they were different, right? You know what I mean? You see the maturity in them, and you 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 you, you put. The man principles, in. right? And and you guys hold true to your word and who you are as a person and do your work. And you guys were able to uh, work in create more positive uh, relationships with your teachers because mm-hmm. of that program. And they were able to create it with you too because they know I would get on their asses as well <laughs> about it, you know, or Miss Nelson and Miss Jackson would. But you know, we held everybody accountable. <sighs> but my my job was to make it safe for you, protect you. And just give you love. Yeah. And that's because you know, when we started, it was never the first couple of meetings, we winged it. And yeah, most of the meetings, we would wing it because we would go in there and that topic would change. I, I remember even. Um, every It was almost seemed like every time. Yeah, it, it would change. Sometimes yeah. we would go in there with a specific topic to talk about and it would change. Almost immediately. Immediately because something would happen. Some, somebody would bring up something. No. I didn't remember the the Trayvon Martin thing when we Miss Nelson had read the article about that, right? And I remember that discussion we had about that in there. Yeah, man. I, so I mean, it was a lot of that great. Was, you know, as I look back, those are years of that. Yeah. What's that? Uh, that started our sophomore year. Well, my sophomore year. Uh-huh. Yeah. So about two thousand ten. Yeah. No, it was before. It was definitely like two thousand nine ish. It was two thousand nine, two thousand ten. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Yeah, because I started the first year I was there. Yeah, man, that was that was a good time, man. Good memories, uh, good people. Mm-hmm. Great, great, uh, great energy, great times, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mentorship was. is important. Mental health is important. <clears throat> Making an impact on someone's life uh, is very important. And and knowing the importance of who you are in order to make that change right. is definitely uh, urgent. So I urge a lot of you, like I speak on all the time, man, please love who you are. Mm-hmm. Love your situation. Love your circumstance. And if you don't, everybody go through. You might be sad for a week or a couple of days mm-hmm. or whatever, you know. What's imperative is being conscious of, of, of your habits mm-hmm. and being conscious of your anxieties and your sadness. And Correct. So you can go and do. Let me go write today. Let me go paint today. Right. Let me take a walk or jog. Excuse and, me. And the most important thing I just want to put in this, don't be afraid to get help. Don't be afraid to talk to That's anybody. what I'm getting to. Yeah. Don't don't it's be afraid okay. to be vulnerable. Like, hey, I'm depressed. Because I, I, sometimes gonna... that other stuff don't work, man. Right. Because even going through my divorce, I saw a counselor for a year because I was depressed about it. But, you know, yeah. it is what it is. You know, uh, I urge everybody, please, uh, 
love you, love others, encourage other people, and encourage yourself. Whatever you give other people, make sure you give to you in the most positive way you can. Right. You know, make an impact and make a difference, even if it's a good morning. So this is the Ignorant Intelligent Podcast. I appreciate y'all for tuning in. Uh, Mr. Birch, mentor, great father, great person. Allison, we know how that traffic can be, baby. We know how the traffic can be. Construction. <laughs> they always pick the worst times, man. Thank you guys for tuning in. See you next week. Thank you. Thank you. Will I ride? Will I ride? Yeah. This ain't no podcast. It is the broadcast. Yeah. Yo, this the smartest and dumbest you ever heard. Intelligent and ignorant, you heard it first. Sipping on this brown with a brown skin. Cognac and caramel skins with time beard. Who you love, who you hate? Well, let's talk about it. The hottest topics, and best believe we ain't going gothic. Hotter than the tropics. You looking forward, you know we got it. See the bigger picture, no microscopic. We the livest. Know you tuned in. Yeah, we know you tuned in. Nothing but a G thing. All we missing is juice and gin. Tying up the loose ends. We ain't asked for your two cents. Special guests every single day and still no new friends. Calm down, youngin. I know you see that we running. I promise that this ain't nothing compared to what's really coming. Andre, I ain't talking 3000. I'm talking drumming off the glass when I dunk it. It's geese. Just say you love it. Uh, this day-